asked me a question. Can you think about what you gonna feel sorry five years from now? I was thinking that I will feel sorry if I will be uh, silence, try to save myself from some difficulty or some troubles. I really feel sorry that such huge country like Russia jump on the small nation like Ukraine. So in this All Things Reconciled series, we are focusing in on the war in Ukraine. We know this war is dominating our headlines and it's a cause for great concern no matter where you live. It seems this is touching everyone everywhere. So we want to engage the war in Ukraine from a few different angles. Again, to inspire and equip you to be a peacemaker and reconciler in the everyday stuff and assignments of life. And we are very pleased today to have Vitaly Vlasenko, the General Secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance with us. Welcome, Vitaly. It's very good to have you with us. Hello. Hello. It's nice to be with you this afternoon. Yes, Vitaly, we would just love to learn a little bit more about who you are and what life looks like for you right now. Well, I'm 52 years old. I'm married almost 26 years. I still enjoyed it. And I have three children. My oldest daughter, she's 22, and my youngest son, he is 12 years old. I'm a youth pastor in a Baptist church in Moscow, and also I'm a general secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance. And I'm a happy person. I love the Lord. I love to preach the gospel and many other things what I love. Vitaly, could you tell us a little bit about where where were you born? What part of Russia did you call home as a child? And where are you now? Yes, I was born in 1969 at the Bryansk area. It's probably 60 kilometers from Ukraine and maybe 40 kilometers from Belarus. I was born and raised at Christian home family. I'm a Baptist at uh, the fourth generation. And of course, uh, you know, my home and sweet home back uh, maybe f 500 kilometers from, from here, from Moscow, where I live uh, for maybe 26 or 27 years. And right now, uh, you know, of course, my home is, is this area where I spend uh, most my life. Now, I'm, I'm very intrigued, Vitaly, by, oh, you grew up near the Ukrainian border, the Belarusian border. You must have many connections into Ukraine. And could you tell us a little bit about the, uh, what is it feeling like right now with the, the story, the history of your people and where this moment is at right now? Well, uh, if you mean about this war situation, Right now, we aren't feeling almost anything. We're just watching this, uh, how to say, movie, like a war on our, on our TV. And also, we are uh, keep hearing from some refugees who are coming from Mariupol and Ukraine. Uh, now they live nearby, uh, you know, and some more than a million people are coming from Ukraine to the Russia. 
and rest of them moving to Europe and, and rest of the world. And uh, I'm living uh, near Moscow and situation here is normal like usual. We keep hearing about what happens in uh, through the radio and, or television and basically uh, it doesn't touch us anyhow. Of course, uh, we keep hearing that uh, several uh, huge uh, companies like Coca-Cola, McDonald's decide to leave Russia and some young people are sad about but you know what ha it's it's their choice it is a dangerous time in what level that it's hard to imagine that people are dying uh, not far from where uh, you live it just it's you know you know my uh, my parents they was a chi they were children during the second world war and they was telling uh, me and all, like all of five of us children the difficulty of the war. They have no bread, uh, no shelter, nothing. We was crying, and uh, but it was hard to imagine what they come through. And same way here, you know, it's hard to imagine, you know, what uh, experience those people uh, in Ukraine. And like, you know, our military troops are fighting with them, but we're take care of those uh, Ukrainians who are leave uh, Ukraine to Russia. And we not feel that they are our enemy or it's very strange feelings. You know, we're speaking one language. It's hard to understand or explain what really is going on. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's interesting how you spoke that living in Moscow, it life is going on as normal. And yet here you are exploring these feelings of lament and trying to imagine what happened based on your family's experience in the past and the experiences that are happening right now. Um, you recently wrote an open letter um, of lament and prayer for forgiveness. Can you share what led you to writing that letter in the first place? Uh, yes, I can share with you. You know, when I heard about this uh, military operation, this is how we call it in Russia, you know, first my decision was, well, I must be quiet and like, you know, because it is quite dangerous to speak out uh, and something like this. But uh, one man asked me a question and he said, can you think about what you gonna be feel sorry five years from now? And I was thinking that I will be feel sorry if I will be uh, silence and, you know, try to save my uh, <laughs> myself from some uh, difficulty or some troubles and immediately I think that by grace of God this letter was coming up from my mind and I wrote it and uh, decided to send it well I not I'm not a hero I'm a simple man like everybody I have some fears but uh, by 
grace of God, I tried to overcome all of it because I uh, teach myself to never led by fears. Now this letter was retranslated on English, on, on Spanish, on German, or some other languages. And like some people wrote me a lot of uh, letter of thanks and congratulation or something. Well, like, I don't think that uh, I did something uh, outstanding. This is what my position. I really feel sorry that uh, such huge country like Russia jump on the small and small nation like uh, Ukraine. Yeah, I wanted to share a quote from your letter because it's so powerful. He said, for me, as for many other Christians, the military invasion was a shock. You also spoke about how many Russians and Ukrainians have close family relations in the opposite country. Today, soldiers from one side and the other are dying. Peaceful feelings are being destroyed amidst the bombing and shelling. It was just such a a powerful um, way of experiencing and exploring the very real feelings that people are having. And like you said, it's dangerous to speak. And many people are feeling it's safer to be quiet. Were there any repercussions that you experienced when sharing this? Well, I do not have anything, any experience. Well, some people are saying that I try to work or say something against my own country because I'm a Russian and I have Russian citizenship. But I still want to say that I love my country. But sometimes I have to be responsible and take some personal responsibility for what my country is doing. And if you ask me on 23rd of February that Russia will attack Ukraine, I can say, assure you, 120% it will never happen because we have the huge and tough and horrible story and experience at uh, the Second World War. And we keep saying, never again, never again. And this why maybe Russian government call it like a military operation, not at a war. But it happens, and I'm very sad about the situation because people are dying, people live in their homes, children are have no place, no schools, and etc. It's just like, it is a nightmare. Vitaly, I wonder, you know, here in, here in Canada, we've seen lots of division in churches as a result of the pandemic, and it's a challenging time. I, I'm wondering, your letter, the boldness, the humility of it, and your leadership within the wider evangelical family of churches in Russia— has your letter stirred any, like, is there division in the churches over what is happening and how are, if there is, how do you see God at work in that? Well, you have to understand that Russian society split probably uh, 70% are supporting the war, or maybe even 80%, and 20% is against the war. And similar situation in some churches, you know, I cannot speak for everybody, 
It was not easy relationship with the Ukrainian or Ukraine for last eight years. For example, I was tried to several times go to Ukraine, but they not let me in. Uh, even I have a, a special invitation. And used to be my family and I would love to travel to Ukraine. It is a very nice country and very nice people. It is a new experience, you know. We always love to, to see U Ukraine because they was always friendly and uh, nice to us Russians. But after this last eight years with this Donbass, Crimea and etc., they change their mind and they start to think about us, us like Russians, even the evangelicals. They start to look to our side a little bit suspicious. And I want to be a friend. They always cr criticize me because, okay, like if I do something or say something, they, they uh, look for some political insight. But I don't think so. And uh, some churches saying like, you know, well, what can we do? Right now, many, many churches are trying to collect money or clothes and food to support, to help those refugees who are coming from Ukraine. But again, the nation, Russian nation are divided up because some of them still think even maybe we are wrong, but during this such tough time, maybe we can say war, if we even disagree what is going on, we need to support own country. And it is not easy because in one hand, we are evangelical, our minority group, and uh, somehow we need to, uh, you know, be in one, two with the uh, nation. Many of us disagree what is going on with, in Ukraine. How, how many evangelicals are there in Russia, Vitaly? Well, it's about like the Russia is uh, 147 million people and probably evangelical uh, from one uh, about one percent. It's everybody, Baptist, Pentecostal, Charismatics, etc. And I'm wondering, you know, within the context of this moment that your nation is feeling, I'm guessing there must be some families in your churches that are experiencing loss. Are there children who are dying in, in the conflict? There must be a, a just tearing happening for people in, in this. Yes, of course, because we're so related with, with Ukraine. Almost maybe half of the uh, bishops of the Baptist Union are, uh, Union are from Ukraine originally. And they have their children, grandchildren back at Kiev and Ukraine. And some people are calling every day, are you still safe? Are you alive? You know, you know this uh, war is going through the families, through the everything. And, you know, some family members are calling to Russia and curse uh, them because they think that me or somebody starts this war. Or like, you know, but because like you have to, as they keep saying, you have a collective responsibility for this situation. 
but uh, we have to say that this decision was done by uh, Russian government and nobody from uh, evangelical church at parliament or like or synod it's just like it's all uh, it's our brothers from orthodox church from uh, islam uh, re- uh, religious of islam and some buddhism and but this is uh, not easy time right now mm-hmm. yeah you were mentioning earlier just the shift in relationships where you know you are so related with ukraine often a lot of family is still there you had built incredible relationships with the churches so what does it look like for you right now as the general secretary of the russian evangelical alliance um to to be a voice of unity and reconciliation during such a difficult conflicting time well i experience not easy time because some evangelicals are accuse me to be uh, not patriotical some of them quietly uh, saying that thank you you pick what inside of all of, of us we still remember those time of soviet union when you must be quiet and not say what you really mean it's it's like you know i'm a <laughs> raised and born in soviet union and my mom always told me be quiet son you never know what kind of power going to be and this fear was like still uh, in me <laughs> with the milk of my mother and sometimes it is hard to overcome this fear even my wife and children was little bit scary when this letter was published we never know what kind of circumstances is coming but it's already a done deal of course like i said all evangelicals even members of russian evangelical alliance are divided some of them quietly continue because they keep saying that we have to be be careful because the Russian government can shut us down or something it's hard to hard to say but it really uncertain time what will be happens right now all um, russian uh, government are spend their most attention to, at this military operation Vitaly, you you mentioned the the reality of like your parents growing up you being born in the Soviet Union and I'm just curious is there do you observe a generational a different way the generations are looking at this right now you know your children were not born or grew up in the Soviet Union you did your parents obviously are you seeing differences in how the generations are perceiving this Phil, I guess you are a pastor, and you remember what when Israel came to the Holy Land, when the last person who remember slavery died. This is my generation was ra- born and raised in the freedom, and they do not have any clue about this Soviet slavery or uh, this uh, empire thinking, you know. One of the big problems that we who born in 
in Soviet Union are always thinking that we are empire. Uh, you know, some people in uh, Ronald Reagan call us evil empire, but we don't believe it's that evil. And when a small nation like Ukraine wants to have a free choice, we are uh, say, well, no, we not let you do anything because we are empire. And uh, one of the empire mindset is a, a huge, uh, huge difficult in uh, Russian uh, society because we are thinking we not really care about uh, decision of one person or group of person because we are born and raised to think about what is the best for your country or we doesn't think that one person or one family is uh, make a difference. But this new generation of people are they are uh, almost free. I hope, hope so. I wonder, Vitaly, if you could, as you live through all this, and we don't know what the future all holds. But what what are some of your what are some of your deepest hopes? What do you what are you hoping for for the churches for those you're leading for your children in this? Well. Uh... You know, first I try to teach and uh, myself and that uh, our hope is in God. What it means, it doesn't mean what kind of circumstances will be around us. We have to trust trust the Lord and try to be a hope for others. Because right now lots of young people want to leave the country because they think this is a conflict for a long time and they are not willing to stay and spend their time here in Russia. Probably we are stuck maybe in five or ten years. When we're going to finish, I will be 62. (laughs) You know, I survived through Soviet uh, Union time, (laughs) you know, and I can survive now. But young people are not willing to take this uh, task personally. I really believe that through this difficult time, some people will change their mindset and look for a Jesus who can save them, who can change their mind, who can give them hope, who can forgive their sins. Because, uh, you know, after Soviet Union broke, Many people are was uh, look for God. Later on, we become uh, like uh, like United States. Everybody was looking for a best car, best uh, TV, best house, best uh, you know just money, money, money. You know all this material thinking, all this movie, uh, you know Hollywood, and people are uh, was deceived and. Nobody was interested in a, in a, in a spiritual things. Some pastors were saying that gospel it doesn't work because you know people are not interesting. I still have a hope that many people will come to Jesus and we will conquer this world for Jesus Christ because we are children of God. We're His Christ in in us, hope of glory. I'm almost, you know, charismatic person. <laughs> I love to preach <laughs> because I really, you know, uh, 
excited about, you know, Christ is in me, hope of glory. This is just like such powerful. And usually I keep saying, where is the hope? Hope is, where is, is a spirit of God working through the hearts of men. There is a hope. And I hope that, uh, you know, we are Russian evangelicals, uh, Russian evangelical alliance can be a hope people here in Russia for people who are around us. Amen. Amen. I'm just, I'm so reminded listening to you of a few Bible verses, but one is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And during this difficult time and all the things you're navigating through that, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this is the call of the church. We're strengthened by the Lord. So just in closing, I really want to bless you today uh, through number six, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We're declaring the mighty peace of the Lord over you and over Russia and over Ukraine. Yes, I accept it, but with some uh, question. This is the Old Testament, you know. New Testament it's a little bit uh, different because you know when uh, angels saw a Mary they say that the peace of earth and God's grace inside of us this is what uh, New Testament I really love New Testament you know because by blood of Jesus we are saved and uh, of course Old Testament also uh, also very good but it's already there here in my heart love of god and i have to just pour it out you know like a water just rivers of the uh, will come out thanks vitaly for joining us today we're very grateful god bless you and yes we we uh, echo that with you glory to god in the highest and peace on earth on those whom god's favor rests and may his favor pour through you by the power of the Spirit. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Thank you. Well, Jeanette, so much in what Vitaly shared. I'm very inspired by his courage. It also struck me, I mean, he's the General Secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance. That represents millions of Christians. And yet he described himself as just a simple guy, just a simple man. He's a dad, he's a husband, he's, he's just a simple guy and trying to figure out how to live in the midst of this with his courage, with a sense of a deep spiritual vision of what it means to be the church and the challenges of leading that and serving that and his passion for the gospel. So that, that really stirred me, inspired me on in my own simple life, in my own simple place and everyday stuff that I'm living. What about you? Yeah, you, I keep going back to the article that he wrote, and and we know even you know in our own news media how dangerous um, it is for Russians to speak out. This natural tendency, because of that, to want to be quiet, and yet when his friend came to him and said, "What will you feel sorry for five years from now?" He thought about this situation, and he said, instead of being afraid that he was going to use his platform and speak out. 
and he still felt that fear. And I think that that really brought it all together for me was the fact that oftentimes in moving forward, there is a little bit of fear. There is the unknown, or maybe there's big fear, but in him recognizing that, yes, he's a simple man. We are all simple people called to big tasks and even simple tasks. And a lot of times that produces fear, but we step out in faith. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so much to be inspired by, challenged by, and called to new surrender by in his words. And by the way, you can find his letter online. If you simply Google Vitaly Vlasenko Russian letter, you will find this letter from Vitaly. Well, thank you to our guest, to Vlatali Vlasenko, General Secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance, for joining us today, to the EFC for helping us pull this together. And thank you for listening to All Things Reconciled, the podcast of the Peace and Reconciliation Network. I'm Phil Wagler. And I'm Jeanette Boom. Go now in peace. And please tell your friends and everyone that you know, even your enemies, about this podcast and other great EFC podcasts. You can follow PRN on Facebook, donate to this work through the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada using the code WEAPRN, or check out our website at reconciledworld.net. Go make peace every day.